Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Not a bad day in Auckland up there, Beza. How are you, my bro? Good morning, brother. Yeah, no, sound actually. It's uh, well, It was raining last night. It was definitely an inside inside day yesterday, thankfully, when you're stuck in a hotel room. Um, but today actually <laughs> looks not too bad out there. I might see if I can coerce someone into letting me go out for a walk around the car park, but... We'll see. We'll see how successful we are with that. Looking forward to today, though, mate. Dan, DK Morrison. Woo, that could go anywhere, that. That <laughs> should be good You're crack. You're going to hit him Baker. right up, Bez. Yeah, well, I've got, a, I've got a couple of little stories about DK Morrison from his travels over to the CPL, or as DK would say, that, and the double Ds are taking on the double Rs. <laughs> Here at Shajar. <laughs> Oh, he's a crack up. He's been he's carved out a quite incredible commentary career post his successful playing career as well, and he's good fun, old Danny. So it'll be good to have him on the show. But no, nah, mate, um, looking forward to it actually. And, and Murray Baker will be great chat. Fifty years training, yeah, mate. You think of all those early mornings and the cold, oh. sort of wet winter mornings, getting up at sort of three thirty or, or earlier and getting out there on the track and. Mm. And the passion for racing must just be absolutely mind-blowing. So looking forward to chatting to him, especially on, on the cusp of, nice. on the eve of uh, Derby Day. One of my favourite days in the racing calendar, mate. Um, what? Uh, how was your afternoon yesterday anyway? What did you get up yeah, to? Yeah, no, it was good, mate. It was good. I, look, I'll be here. So we obviously I told you we did the irrigation the other day, but... Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. I think we might have put the wrong heads in. I'm unsure. I don't know. They just one of the, like we we one of them was leaking. So my mate that helped me come over, we fixed it. And, but then the other one started leaking down the down the line. So ah man, I just see yeah, I kind of kind of gave up on that. So the problem is I've got a I've got a um, variable speed pump that that's kind of set up to a variable um, speed and, pump. Yeah. So lucky. If, I don't, 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 I don't know much about pumps, but it's a variable speed pump. So it can pump out lots of water or it can pump out little bits of water, you know. So it can change its speed to match whatever system you've got going. So I, I think this system is, is too high pressured for the sprinkler heads at the moment because they're um, constantly just 
uh, the, the ones we put in are, are just letting it leak. And so what has happened is when I um, put my sprinklers on, when I put my sprinklers on, they're only going for about my whole system. So it goes around. It's got zones around the house. So it goes around, and then it gets to the one we just did on, uh, on over well, a couple of days ago, and it goes for two minutes, and then it just stops and cuts out and then turns off the pump. The worst thing about the pump is the pump's at the start of the driveway, so I've got to get in my truck, drive up about 100 <laughs> metres to the road and, and reset it, and it's a shambles. But, look, we'll, we'll get it sorted. I've got, I've got my mate. He's a busy man, so we'll, we'll get it sorted one day, and he'll come out, and we'll try and fix it, but ugh, it's just above me. I don't know, have any idea about sprinkler heads and what's needed. So yesterday I was digging holes, mate, trying to fix the sprinkler. It was, it was all good, though. I got it done. But good I on saw you your a, meal, mate. crack. Oh, yeah, it was pretty outstanding yesterday, to be honest. Yeah, tell say it, tell us, can you talk us through it, mate? Talk us through this next meal that Sir Peter Vella's got you. Yes, well, his Read hotel it. there, the double, <laughs> double Tree by Hilton over at Caraca there. Now, the Clevedon Buffalo Curd and Curious Cropper Tomato Salad with Balsamic Dressing. That was a lovely entree or a lovely accompaniment. <laughs> and then Beef Chick, I can't even say this word, Berg... Ber- <laughs> Burgon something with a comfort. Anyway, it was bloody outstanding. With a comfort garlic, potato mash, and roasted honey-basted carrots. And just to top it off, oh. a little lemon meringue eclair and buttered apple macarons. And then washed it down with a beautiful Central Otago Pinot Noir. So I had a hell of a night, actually, mate. Sat there, watched Ted Lasso. Have you ever seen Ted Lasso? No, mate. Is it good? Oh, do yourself a favour. Brilliant. Yeah, it's... Good, like, well, I you got a minute. Fantastic. Sell it to me. You got a minute. Sell what? it to me. What? What is it? Okay. Uh, American football coach gets hired by um, this uh, female owner who's trying to tear down her club. So she does anything possible yeah. to try and run it to the ground. Gets hired by um, her to coach a English Premier League team um, or first division side, knowing nothing about football, but then just takes the side on a journey. So. I won't ruin it for everyone, but okay. the storylines are outstanding. It's okay. quite a, from Sold a me. coaching point of view, um, mm. there's some quite cool stuff. It's a fun sort of laugh, and there's, you know, they get sort of involved in the characters as well. Um, but there's some really good stuff in there, actually. I quite enjoyed it, especially while I'm sipping away on a little Pinot Noir in, in isolation, mate. So, yeah, Ted So for anyone out there who's chasing down, maybe all those people in Auckland who are, Still locked up for a little while, and those in, in the Hamilton, Waikato region. Get on and do yourself. I don't think it's on Netflix, actually. I think it's on um, it's on some other platform, but if you can find it, get on, do yourself a favour. If you get any time, bro, which you're not going to. might be on Apple <laughs> TV, actually. If you're not going to, uh, if, you're, if you've got too much to do, then that's okay. But if you're uh, if you get a break in your irrigation business... Get on and have a little look at Ted Lasso, my brother. <laughs> no, nah, I'm watching. I'm watching Homeland, bro. I'm watching Homeland at the moment. And it goes for like nine seasons, so it's the longest series ever. You lose me at about season two, but I'm still on it. I'm still on um, Homeland, so I'm watching that and and chipping away at that. But I'll have to get on that. Ted, Ted, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Well, yeah, either way, I'll get on that too. one, mate. Hey, Baz. Yeah, you obviously um. <laughs> Oh, I love bringing this up with you because it gets you going. Gets you going. You obviously saw. Are you out in? Are you out in a couple of days, mate? Is that the news from yesterday? Are you out in a couple of days? You can go home and isolate at home, or what? Should have been the news is. Should have been, but nah. <laughs> nah. 
stinking. That was just uh. that was a that's like a ordering a chicken Caesar salad at lunchtime, eh? And your mate gets a big beef burger. <laughs> it's just a big plate of just kidding yourself. That's what it was yesterday. Just a big old <laughs> plate of disappointment. <laughs> no, carry on. Melbourne it's Cup. It's me every time. Melbourne Cup in the Sedema. Anyway. Hey, there's some people who can't even get home. So let's hope that that system and the change to the system means that we can get more Kiwis back to our beautiful country yeah. and allow them the opportunity to see a lot of their loved ones who they've been able, they've been missing for a long time. But I fear that yesterday it's not going to open up a whole lot of uh, a whole lot more mm. MIQ beds, which is a bit frustrating when you consider well, when you consider some of the other things which are going on, but. Anyway, we don't need to get into that, do we? We're on the cusp of Friday. Well, it's ha- fun, ha- fun Friday. Yeah, speaking of fun, how's Flem, mate? How's Flem? You obviously can't mix and mingle him. Is he doing all right, though? Well, Flem's also getting a little bit of the old double tree by Hilton <laughs> Caraca meal, too. So I expect he's had a very sound sleep, and he's just maybe... Uh, he wouldn't even be up by now, I reckon, old Flemo. He'll just be lazing around his room, and he's probably oh. going to sweep down the road there as well, or down the hallway. I'm not really sure. But he seems good, in good spirits. He's got his bike, the exercycle in the room, so he'll just be chipping away. And mm. he, he seemed to have a whole lot of bags on the way home, so maybe he got maybe he got paid in rupees and straight up. <laughs> maybe he's just like Scrooge McDuck swimming around his his MIQ room and his rupee. Uh, that's a sight. Well, for he is, mate, because. I've got to talk to you about the donk, actually, because, oh, man, she, things got heated yesterday. Things oh, got heated oh, in the Dag household. Daisy was watching. <laughs> You're kidding. You're going yeah, to Queenstown I said, oh. and play golf. I said, oh, I'm going to Queenstown in three weeks. And she goes, what? I said, oh, yeah, I've got work down there. Um, We're taking you see and head down to Queenstown. It's work. Honestly, it's work. We've got to go. We have to go. It's all part of the gig, you know, with, with blah, 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 you know, talking my way out of it. And she lost it. So her parents are coming to stay. Her parents are coming to stay for a couple of um couple of weeks and that's the second week and I'm taking oh. off to play uh no we're going we're going down to spread SNZ in Queensland aren't we? Well we're taking SNZ to the regions bro that's what we're doing. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's yeah. clearly the most important. The fact that we happen to have eighteen other guys around us on a golf trip is just a hey <laughs> that's just uh, these things happen, right? We we can't possibly organise that sort of um experience but yeah, this this wasn't overly comfortable with it either, but <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I saw it. I saw it. Look, I because no, you know the worst thing is I t- obviously told her weeks ago about this trip that me and Bears are trying to organise, but I totally forgot about it. So when she went, I brought it up last night. I was like, no, it's work. Like it's already the work locked the dates in. Like, I can't change the OB, and she said. Weren't you? <laughs> so she caught me up. She caught me up. She caught me red-headed. <laughs> then I had to go away, come back, and smooth it off. And and she understood. She understood it then, but it's okay. I'm looking. So you're going to drive? Will you imagine. drive from Christchurch to Queenstown, or will you fly? Because the flights are expensive. No way. Actually. I haven't even had a look at the flights to be honest, Bears. But I'll I'll I'll, I'll fly. That that drive six hours. And I'd say Sunday when we're going to come home, Eleven hundred bucks from Christchurch. No, from from um, Hamilton. That's if I could fly out of Hamilton. I was anticipating maybe things might have been eased by then, but otherwise I'll have to transfer the flight from from Tauranga. A bit, bit pricey. Bit pricey. You can go yeah, to, no, you'd, you'd go to you'd, Fiji or something for that, couldn't you? 
Yeah, you can go to Fiji, mate. No, that's terrible, terrible. You know, but you, you can't drive from from there, so you got to fly, mate. So just spend that that that, that rupee, you'd be right. <laughs> Here we go, Christchurch <laughs> Tim, straight in there. Love Ted Lasso. There you go. He actually Ted Lasso. I reckon if Flem grew a mustache, he might have. He might actually look a little bit like Ted Lasso as well. Yeah. Maybe great mustache. <laughs> <laughs> What are you looking forward to most on the show today, Is What's, uh, What party uh, are you looking I'm, forward to? Obviously the Friday tip. Mate, uh, I'm looking forward to a bit of everything, really. What? Are we, yeah, I've just got to go through. Oh, actually, DK Morrison, mate. Oh, I've never spoken to DK. I love his commentary. I love to hear some stories from Danny and um, just hear some yarns. He's Like you said, not many people can go from, from playing and straight into the commentary. Commentators are special. They got, that's a special industry. Only a select few are able to transform and go in there and do it well and actually have the, you know, like this, the thing with the commentators, they've got a special tone. They've got that special tone. You think of the greats, you know, like a Nisbet, and then you think of a Morrison and even Simon Dool at the moment. Like They've got that special voice and, and an ability to, to draw people in. I think DK Morrison has got that that kind of voice. So looking forward to chatting to him and and telling a few stories. And mate, look, I just love Friday. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. It's the fun Friday. We bring a lot of energy. We bring a lot of fun, and we just share some stories. So I'm looking forward to it, mate. Well, I'm looking forward to most. I know we're going to get off for a little break shortly. I'm looking forward to your Bowden Barrett chat a little bit later on. Obviously, he brings up a hundred Test matches. Um, this yeah. weekend becoming our well the eleventh centurion for the for the AB. So I'm looking forward to hearing your piece on on Bowden Barrett later on. Um, and obviously for me chatting to Murray Baker is going to be pretty cool too. So plenty to come on the show, and we'll try and make sure we get you guys all involved too. Feel free to give us a call on on the Kennards High phone line oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven or send us a message on double eight double three. And you are listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And a big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Kieran Fonatea, former Marco Samoan International and Crusader, knows about the Welsh. Spending time with the Scarlets when finish up in NZ. He's with us this morning before he goes out and grinds out a day. Tiling, you have a sore back and knees. Good morning, kids. How's it going, mate? I'm going good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Good, good. So, uh, so down, hey, uh, bud. Uh, if you don't get my number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Oh, mate, hopeless, hopeless. I, I, I sent you the number last night. You said, yeah, that's my number. It was disconnected. But anyway, we'll move forward, mate. Let's talk about yeah, your time yeah, in Wales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you talk about your time in Wales, mate. You were lucky enough to spend a few years there uh, with uh, the Ospreys and the Scarlets. Um, talk about your time there and, and tell us a bit more about the Welsh players. Um, have they got a chance heading into this weekend? Yeah, man. Obviously, you uh, you read in the press that they're all underdone and stuff like that. But looking at that team, a lot of them have been in, around their environment for sort of the whole time I was there. You know, like um, mm. so they actually do have a pretty strong team, I reckon. So I you know they're not going to. It's not going to be the blowout everybody thinks, especially on their home stadium in front of their home crowd. You know. Yeah, for sure. So tell tell us what are they? What's their psyche, bro? Like, what's their mentality when they are facing the All Blacks? You'll spend a bit of time with them. Uh, uh, what do they say about facing the All Blacks and how do they head into these kind of test matches? Well, I know a lot of the game revolves around their defense. Eh? Like, 
if you if you look at your past sort of five seasons, they have been actually a really good defensive side. So obviously that's going to have to be the best against the All Blacks. But um, also, uh, home field advantage is massive in, in the UK. They they really pride themselves at home, um, and I think it's like when they travel, it's almost a bit of a mental barrier to get over when they travel because they're not at home. So they'll, they'll be tough. Yeah. Oh, nice. They were, they were always tough at Principality Stadium. We have many, many battles, battles over there. It doesn't matter who takes the field in the red jersey. Talk about our good friend, Johnny McNichol, mate. You're lucky enough to spend a bit of time over there. He is playing fullback. He's starting at fullback. How good has he been since he ventured over to Northern Hemisphere? Oh, yeah, mate. He's, um, he's been leading the stats over there for years with um, line breaks and offloads and stuff he really prides himself on. He'll be, he'll be one dude that he won't, he won't leave anything out there. He'll be, he'll be trying to counter-attack from everywhere. He'll probably run himself into a little bit of trouble here and there. But he, he's, uh, he gives it a real good go. Um, he's got a real attacking mentality, eh? Kieran, it's bad here, mate. I, I want to talk a little bit about your journey as well. So you've obviously... You are a Tyler before your rugby career, and then you, got, you went and had a successful rugby career, and now you're back doing what you did prior, and, and you've got your own tiling business down there, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, to be honest, mate, it was a bit of a bit of a shock when, when I got back into it. A lot of things changed, which I had to sort of learn along the way. But things are going quite good now. I, um, you know, I tied for five years before footy, and then uh, had a had about ten years playing or so, and then and then came back and got straight back into it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a bit of a shock. The knees, the knees are in pieces at the moment, to be honest. So, so we have a thing on a Friday called the Friday Tipple. As the boss of a tiling business, you must you must have to shout the lads a couple of quiet brewskis on a on a Friday afternoon, wouldn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. Anyone that knows me knows that I don't really shy away from that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> when, uh, when there's a bit of a do or uh, or uh, yeah, a couple of beers at the pub on a Friday or Thursday, Saturday, or Sunday, sort of set up. Yeah, I'll probably be there. Give it enough. That's a story. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> so India do Bonatier would come as Lionel Messi because things are yeah. about to get messy. <laughs> so if we were yeah. in Barcelona, well, Messi on. That was his. That was his thing, mate. Hey, um, hey, uh, let's talk about uh, the Welsh's chances leading into Saturday. Jonathan Davies and Wayne Pivak. You've spent a bit of time with those lads. Tell us a bit more about yep. them and, and the leadership that they will instill and, and what kind of coaching style does Wayne Pivak uh, kind of coach with? Yeah, he, he's, um, I suppose you've seen the transition between him and Gatlin. Like he, he's got a lot more of an attacking mentality, um, Pivak. Yeah, he's not afraid mm. to sort of give it a go, um, which I don't think they'll leave anything out there because of that. But you've got, you got yeah, guys like Alan Jones and Jonathan Davies, like, are pretty experienced dudes, eh? So when you look over to your team, like they might not be a lot of names from looking at when you're in New Zealand, but once you've been over uh, to the UK, these guys have been around for ages, eh? So um, I reckon it's going to be quite a you know tight game, maybe maybe ten or so points in it, probably to the All Blacks, mm. but I don't think it's going to be the blowout that I've sort of been reading here and there. Where, where do you think the Welsh will try and attack? The All Blacks. Do you think they would have? They would try and zero in on a particular area. Um. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Eh? Like, I know Pete that would probably want to try to keep the ball moving, and they 
and I've got um, Anskin at ten, who's, who's pretty good at steering the ship. So I'll probably just you know play play the percentage and try to get it down there. But when, when if all that start missing touch or whatever, you see guys like Jay McFarland and Nicole running it back and trying to light it up. What do you take uh, from that kind of selection? Um, Gareth Anscombe being selected over Reese Priestland. He's on the bench. Um, does that just show the kind of game that, that um, Wayne Pivak's trying to play, a more of attacking brand of rugby with the weight of Gareth? He's been at the Chiefs, so he's got an attacking mind. So he's come back from a big injury, let's be honest. So he's up against it. But what kind of selection does what kind of does that selection do for, for the uh, Welsh kind of um, game plan? Yeah, it's, he, he, he's got a good balance to his game, eh? Um, and before, leading into the World Cup, he, he'd overtaken Dan Bigger as, as, um, as the number one team there, so he, he's, he's held a pretty high regard in Wales. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll, he'll give it a good nudge, and, and, but his kicking game's good as well. Um, he's had to come back from a lot, but I think the last... The last uh, few games he's played in club footy over there, I think he might have even got man of the match the last sort of two out of three times. So he's he's uh, he's going good. Nice. Uh, well, let's um, quickly just before we let you go. We're going to talk about the All Blacks. What's been your take in the last couple of weeks from the All Blacks? Obviously, USA. You can't really take much too much into that game, but the Rugby Championship. Have you been impressed with how they've been tracking? Yeah, man. They just look. They look excited and they, they play a nice brand of rugby like they always have. And, uh, yeah, the counter-attack's pretty lethal with the people I've got there. And especially guys, having guys like Bodie Barrett at 10 is, keeps, keeps your, uh, your 7 and 10s and even 12s pretty honest. So that opens up the space out wide for others and they've got some pretty lethal attackers out wide. Nice, mate. Nice. All for you, there you go. Melbourne Cup, we know you love a wee, pimp, a wee little dabble. Who are you picking? <laughs> right. I, I just go on the jockeys, mate. We have a, we have a day next round that we'll go around on that. Yeah, it'll be me on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, mate. Hey, thanks very much. I know you've got a busy day, Tyler, and you're probably just about to stop into the bakery and get a nice mids and cheese. But thanks for your time, brother. <laughs> that was our McCafe coffee catch-up with Kieran Fonatia before he heads off and grinds away on the tiles. Thanks very much, brother. Well, this man, he is a Hall of Fame trainer. He knows what it takes to win Australian stakes, maybe better than anyone else going around. Murray Baker is with us this morning. G'day, Murray. How's it going? Very good, thanks. Yep. Huge weekend of racing. Derby day tomorrow. Obviously a day that you're very fond of, no doubt, mate. We remember the demolition job that Lion Tamer did. That must have been a pretty special day back in Flemington for you. Yeah, it was a great day. I couldn't believe it myself. <laughs> Why is it such a special day? Obviously, there's six Group 1s on the day, but there's just that feeling for, for all the racing purists about it being one of the greatest days on, on the calendar. Can you explain a little bit more to us about why it is? Well, I think you said it was six Group 1s. They're all there. All the top horses are there. Uh, it's just the atmosphere. I think they get as big a crowd on Derby Day as they do mm. on Melbourne Cup Day. And, and the Kiwi breeds as well. Gee, they just always go well. Don't know. There's, there's obviously a couple in the, in the market this time around. Anything that you can sort of maybe steer us into for uh, for, for the weekend? Well, I think uh, Tony Pike's horse will be very hard to beat. He's had a good preparation. He's a Tavistock. He seemed 
should be able to run the trip. Uh, I think that race, it, it always has a little bit of a tail in it, so there's probably only five or six main candidates that'll get the trip. Mate, it's Izzy here, mate. Great to chat to you, Murray. Um, you've had 50 years in the in the training industry, mate, and you've been around, you've done a lot. What gives you such longevity in, in the game of training and training horses, and what do you love about it, mate? Oh, well, you're used to getting up in the morning all the time, and uh, <laughs> it's just uh, there's always that other good horse to keep you going. Along comes another one, and... Yeah. Uh, you know, you get enthusiastic. It's just a way of life, probably. Yep, beautiful, mate. We're getting used to these early mornings here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We get used to it. It's a way of life. You're right. We're right. We've got to talk about another horse, a great horse that you know a lot of, Aegon. It's back in Australia this week, up in Sydney for the Golden Eagle. Drawn wide, what have you made of its prep this time? Well, it's had a bit of an interrupted prep. It prep because we brought it back from uh, Melbourne after it uh, missed out on that second start, but it freshened up well here, one of the trials, and uh, has been working really well. We're happy with it, but unfortunately we've got the visitor's door, the outside, and it'll be very hard from there because he, he's a back runner, and well, yeah. he's not a leader, to put it that way, and... Uh, Rosal's a bit of a flat track, and if you get too far back, it's very hard. Mm. Well, hopefully, class will prevail. He might get a little drag into the race with a bit of ch- um, bit of luck. Uh, what about back here, mate? We've got um, frontman goes around in the open, hand- well, against the other open handicappers in the listed race over at Tauranga. Do you think he's still got a bit of improvement in him from his, his last start third in the Matamata Cup? Well, we think he's pretty well right now, but uh, that track is going to be so wet. They had heavy rain last night, and they predicted to get a lot of rain today, and uh, it's a heavy 11 at the moment, and it's supposed to keep raining today and tomorrow, so it's a bit hard to know what's going to happen. Well, that's good to know. I've got one in the same race to barter, so we might pull her out if that's going to be. <laughs> if that's going to be the case, we don't oh, want to be running around on. They can do anything. They can walk on water, seven fields. Oh, that's <laughs> nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, we we might we might pull her out as well, but we want to keep her for for a, a drier day. What about the chosen one? Goes around in, in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday for another time. What do you what do we yeah, expect from well, him? We had uh, Damien Lane's riding him, so uh, he knows the horse well, and he. He's ridden him uh, quite a bit. We're happy enough with him. He didn't uh, he didn't front on the Caulfield Cup, but he dug him. He did put his hand up uh, Frosty Lane and said he dug him out a bit and he started to pull. And, of course, you're running over 2-4. You can't pull too much. Uh, so uh, he, he's fit enough and uh, he's raced well in the race before and we've just got to take our charts. Barrier draw, a nice barrier draw help. What, what do you make of the field this year with the the, um, the restrictions well, put on the, the European horses? Because a lot of them have uh, failed, well not a lot of them but some of them have failed the scans and uh, they're pretty tough now they're examining the chosen one again this morning reckon it's got a pulse and a foot or something and they've culled a few out so the field has fallen away a wee bit 
What about the uh, favourite? Yeah. yeah, well, Short, he's an exceptional horse. He'll be very hard to beat if he gets the trip. Yeah. And obviously the, the, uh, the European horse and Spanish mission as well. And that, that's well found in the market. Have you seen much of him go? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what about we project forward a little bit as well? We've, got, we've been counting down here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast with the New Zealand Cup Week um, coming up as well. And um, we're only 10 days out now. Just looking through the old futures market, which... Uh, which we've sort of noticed you've got a little filly there who's chased pretty hard, oh, well, who did chase pretty hard on the weekend, uh, called Mustang Valley, $10 in the market for the 1,000 guineas. Do you think she's got enough enough improvement in her to be able to give that, now that filly's race a shake? Well, she's going to have a, she's going to have a try. Uh, I think she'll run the 1,600 metres all right. Um Drew the outside last week at Matamata and got back a long way and finished it off well. But the plan is to take to take it down. Uh, big track will suit her. She's quite a big filly. She'll have a chance. All right, we're going to let you go in a minute. But um, just what about what about your son Bjorn? How's he getting on over in Australia? Trained a few winners. Got some nice horses. Who done deal? <laughs> Oh, crikey. <laughs> He's a character. I'll be on as well. So, yeah, I look forward to catching up with him for a beer. But, Murray, we really appreciate you joining us, mate, on um, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's a pleasure to talk to a Hall of Fame trainer and someone who's been just so done so much in the industry. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. Okay, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks very much. Got a wee uh, quote here from the great man Grant Nisbet. Don't vacillate, vaccinate. Don't vacillate, vaccinate. There you go. If you're in Christchurch, get out and about because, well, we don't want to be locked down. But anyway, that's enough of that. Quizzy Dag, what a champion. What a champion quiz that was. That was. Congratulations to Josh. 200 bucks going your way for the Melbourne Cup, mate. Put that on the Melbourne Cup. We've got some great weekends of racing coming up. So well done to Joshy winning that. Uh, coming up, we've got the Waikato Stud Racing Preview. Hall of Famer trainer, Murray Baker who has been in the horse game and done it all for over 50 years of training. Looking forward to chatting to him. And then we're going to talk some rugby. um, Bowden Bazza, hot dog Barrett. He's playing his 100th test (laughs) on Sunday morning early. Um, I'll I'll have to, uh, you know, tell you why he's called a hot dog. You probably can take it in. He's a bit of a hot dog after he scores all those tries. Um, Big game rugby for the All Blacks as they face off against Wales at a sold-out Principality Stadium, someone that spent three years in Wales and knows the psyche the Welsh will need to bring uh, to beat the All Blacks on Sunday morning is former Crusaders and Samoan international Kieran Fonati. He spent three years at the Scarlets, Ospreys, and he was coached by Wayne Pivak as well. So looking forward to chatting to Fonz. And then we've got the Friday tipple. So we've got a good couple of hours coming up. Like always, give us a text on double eight double three, or call us on the Kenards Hire phone line. If you love that quiz, Melbourne Cup theme. It was a toughie, efficient, efficient. Trained by Graham Rogerson. That was a tough one there. But right now, we've got to head off. We've got to shoot off to a man, the voice of cricket, DK Morrison. He's on the line, Bears. He's waiting for us. Yeah, I'm not sure he's there just yet, but, yeah, efficient. Also trained, I think he ended up being trained by Robert Hickmott from memory. 
Is, is that right, Louis? You might know a bit more about that. I think Robert Hick might end up. He did get so he did. You're right. He uh, left. He left Rogie after the Melbourne Cup, and then he had injury problems. He never really kind of got back to that peak. Um, and he kind of had years and years off, and then I think he ran in a Sydney Cup and eventually was retired. But quite incredible to think that was what 2007. That's not actually mm. that long ago where Rogie's gone and bought a horse for Lord Williams at the uh, sales at the Crack Sales, and it's turned up and beat them up over there as a four-year-old. It's quite amazing. Yeah, that's right. And I guess what most of you guys did pick up on a lot of the previously trained uh, New Zealand Melbourne Cup winners, of course. What well, we had mm. Brew, we had um, Ethereal. Uh, what we had Kiwi. What else was there? There was a couple of other ones which were noted. Maybe we might even have oh, one in the yeah. uh, on next mm-hmm. Tuesday. The chosen one maybe might be able to get up and get the lollies mm-hmm. over there at Flemington, perhaps over the two mile. How exciting is it? What, Derby what a- day tomorrow, Melbourne Cup day Tuesday. If you're a racing enthusiast, this is the time of the year that you want to be. Well, you want your TAB account full as a ball. And you want um, you want to be able to get your eye in as well, neither of which I currently have at the moment. Is, but you well, never know. We're only one win away. When was the last Melbourne Cup when they had a horse incentivised paying two dollars thirty favourite? You know, like there's. It's been a long time since there was a raging hot favourite like that. Eh? What's it's is it is it oh. it's going into obviously the way it won the Caulfield just bolted home and it probably could have done another lap the way it was it was running and it was three wide around the bend i thought this horse is going to be good to win this race and it stormed home is it is it this deserved favorite isn't it it is a, well it is a deserved favorite but it's come a long way in a short period of time so yeah. look to then stretch out to two miles i really like um the uh, the northern hemisphere horse spanish mission um, but I do see this morning I noticed that um, that that's just going to have to be vetted because it's just slightly lame. Uh, I'm not sure whereabouts, um, but hopefully it starts because that, of course, it ran Stradivarius, the great Stradivarius up there in the Northern Hemisphere, well, to about a nose. Um, and that was over what distance was that over that? I think it must have been close to two mile too. So, look, I think that Spanish mission is a, is a big chance incentivizes his favourite but it's not getting my money at that that's way too short over nah, a 24 nah. horse field and and over two miles you just there's too much can go wrong so well, yeah, yeah I think it's a what about Twilight Payment Twilight Payment go back to back Payment's 13 bucks again not for me is no, uh, I've really locked nah. on to, I've locked on a Spanish mission let's be honest I'd love to see the chosen <laughs> one get up but yeah. I was hoping that our horse, um, Graham Richardson and, and all the team there and Matter Matter's um, horse that we've got a tiny share in, in Defibrillate, I was hoping that Defibrillate would make it through to the Melbourne Cup, but unfortunately just has now gone out for a bit of a spell. But he'll win He'll win his races at some point. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're hopeful. We're living the dream, and that's what racing's about, <laughs> isn't it? Living the dream, mate. Oh. Just projecting mate, it forward to future success. At least You've got to give yeah, yourself a right. chance, Bez. Got to give yourself a chance, and, and you had a chance there. But I know you've spoken about Delphi. You've spoken about Delphi before, and we've I've backed it a couple mm. of times since we've spoken about it. Has that got a chance? 26 bucks. Obviously, it's got a chance, but up against some pretty good horses, isn't it? Yeah, Delphi's got a chance for sure. Um, mm. Obviously, again, set for this race. Uh, I think any of the horses which, and I guess that's a, my only concern with Incentivise, 
was from the outset was incentivised set for the Melbourne Cup, whereas a lot of these other ones, I think their entire campaigns have been targeted to the Melbourne Cup. I might be wrong, and maybe that was what their thinking was all the way all the way through, but it's come a long way in a, in a short period of time. So, yeah, look, it probably goes out there and brains them by five, and then I look foolish. But for a two at two dollars thirty in such a such a big field and with so much can yeah. go wrong, not for me. I but Delphi's, Delphi's definitely a chance. No, nah, it's not our sort of odds, bro. Nah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's not well, for us. We're just having a little up. bit of trouble. A little bit of trouble tracking down old DK Morrison. Maybe he's maybe he's at Fat City or something like that, whatever he calls it <laughs> in his commentary calls. Pole City or Fat City or whatever it is. But when we get him on the line, I'm sure he's going to bring the energy. What do you got there from Dave, eh? We've got a tip, Dave, from Dave for the Melbourne Cup. Hey, guys, Dave here from Cambridge. Got a tip for the Melbourne Cup. Traley Rose is just an out-and-out stayer. On her last two runs, she's a good chance paying $15. Traley Rose paying 15 bucks at the tab. Here we go. Yeah, Turn look, up. I think that's, that's not a bad bet either. It's, it's a pretty hot field, isn't it? Louis, you've followed mm. Melbourne Cups for a long period of time as well. And, and you'd have to say it's, it's a pretty good field this year, right? Yeah, uh, yes, yes it is, but it also is a lot harder for the Europeans to come down now with all the precautions and all the scans and they, that you are going through after last year. Anthony Van Dyke broke down and it was kind of the final straw. So they have made it very hard. And I know lots of Northern Hemisphere trainers have kind of begrudgingly, like Twilight Payment, I know Joseph O'Brien sent him down because he's defending champion. He's a great chance even though he's up in the weights, but they're not necessarily happy about all the protocols that they're having to jump through and skip through um, with all the scans. Because especially for this type of scan they want them to do for the Melbourne Cup, you have to sedate them. And you would have seen sedated horses before, Baz. They are out of it. <laughs> they are like, yeah. it's like um, they're drugged up, right? And so I think some horses are even, I saw on Twitter, one horse in particular had been sedated four times in a week. And that's just not healthy if you're mm. trying to train a horse to be able to run 3,200. So the northern contingent isn't necessarily at the at, as strong as it's been, but maybe it's a chance for an Australian or a New Zealander. I was surprised that we don't have more Kiwis that qualified. Actually, I thought this would have been the year. Ocean Billy for Bill Pomade was obviously getting a start as the yeah. Auckland Cup winner, um, but he's mm. very far back. He's long in the market, but we want, one thing we do know about a Melbourne Cup is that you can win it from anywhere in the market. It really doesn't matter. Uh, and that's what I really agree with mm. you saying about incentivise. Yeah, he's a freak, Baz, but this chat that it's a two-horse race between Spanish Mission and incentivise, I mean, that is ludicrous. This is the Melbourne Cup. That's insane chat. Yeah. Of course it's not. Well, we haven't even chatted very elegant either. <laughs> a very elegant lines up, which um, I think that's she's going to end up there, right? I think have they decided that, or have they, or is that still are they still pending with that? I know she's short in the market. I think they're reading Chris Wallace thing yesterday. They're going to wait. They're going to delay it for for a couple of days and, and then make the decision. I think today or tomorrow is it, Louis? Yeah, no, we will. Yeah, bang on. We should know um, in the next probably next twenty four hours. I'd suspect. I look. Just on how this stuff kind of works, I think she's going to run. I think they would have ruled her out by now. I think they want her to run, and they're giving her every chance. And I think even if knowing how what how Chris, you know, judicious to Chris Waller is with his um, horses, if he was you know a wee bit wobbly that maybe she couldn't run or wasn't wouldn't be up to it, she he would have pulled pin by now. So um, I think that there's a really good chance we see her back up. The issue is, can she carry that 57? It's uh, the Melbourne Cup. You want a lightweight horse that's on the up 
and, and that's the thing for incentivise as well and twilight payment so i, I think the favorites are all heavily weighted and, and it will be interesting to see if any of them can lug it because that's the the main difference hey um dk morrison we are trying to track him down we're getting robots in dubai hotels telling us we can't speak to him so we're just trying to get through to danny in a different way so uh, bear with us we'll track him down at some stage this morning if we can um but yeah oh, it's all good just hey, just wanna, on that tell I, the story I guess like, oh sorry oh no just wrap up the the melbourne cup chat a little bit as well i think Guess yeah, where I was going with too. that field. Where I was going with that field is that the ones that the, the, the European horses, which they think are a big, big chance of travelled. I think we've seen in the past they've travelled with a lot of a lot of horses, which just would get in the field. And that and the lure of the the eight million dollars, which is the Melbourne Cup, can do that to you. But they're never really a winning chance. I think what we're seeing at the moment um, is that the European horses, which have travelled down are actually chances in the race. So I guess that's what I was trying to allude to. I think there's some some very good horses in the race for the rules which have been set and, and for the adjustments which have been set to the um, the qualifying um, points. And, and I take your point, Louis, the dating horses can be a little tricky um, to be able to then pass the scans, etc. Et but at least you're going to go into the race with clean horses and, and horses which are going to be able to hopefully survive the trip and and um and prosper too so that's my little wrap up on on the melbourne cup it's a race which stops a couple of nations and it'll do it again on tuesday so oh. we're looking forward to that uh right, tell us your that. story then tell us your story nah, oh, come on brother. i was talking to dad yesterday i was talking to dad yesterday and after mudgy rang up after mudgy rang up and he spoke about the 1987 um horse kinsey kinsey that won the 87 melbourne cup so dad was telling me a story yeah. he had two bucks had two bucks and, and picked uh, the first four, but back then obviously wasn't a first four, so he picked the trifecta, and with two bucks back in '87, he won two two and a half grand, two point two two thousand yeah. two hundred bucks with two bucks. But yeah, so he picked Kinsey, and then he picked the next two, but he actually had the first four because he had it in the little box or straight trifecta. I don't know how it all works, but yeah, he won two thousand two hundred bucks in '87 with his last two bucks. I was just trying to tell the story, like how good is Melbourne Cup? Like you said, anyone can win it, and the odds are always juicy. So that's a great story. That is a good story. <laughs> two and a half grand back in in the '87. Yeah. That's that's a fair chunk of with cash. Two too. bucks. His last two bucks too. <laughs> it took him an hour to pick it. it. Took him an hour to pick it with his last two bucks, and he went home. So is it a straight trifecta or a box trifecta? I think it was a straight. I think it was, yeah. I think it was a straight. I, I, I think it was a straight. I, I think so, yeah. But he so had of the course first a straight four, trifecta. Most, most people out there mm. who, you know, who are punters understand, but a straight trifecta meaning that you've got to pick them in order, whereas a box trifecta yeah. meaning that you can pick them to run in any order in that in that top three. So, yeah, there we go, Pauli Moati. I'll do your job Have you picked you, one, Bears? You would have picked a couple of winners. You would have picked a couple of winners. In the Melbourne uh, Cup? No, look, I I normally go for I normally have two decent size win bets just because the odds are mm. I find you can get sort of around that twelve to fifteen dollar mark. Um, so mm. I normally put a, a a decent bet on on two horses, and then I'll normally just spend a, a small amount on um, on like a first four, or I'll jump in a in a syndicate with with some mates, and and we'll try and go a little bit wider to get a hold of it. But yeah, for me, it's if I can. If I can get a, a fifteen dollar return, um, that's sort of yeah. a real sweet spot. I think I ran, um, I ran second and third about a couple of years ago, 
um, which would yeah. have been lovely if it had come in because I actually had the Cornella in that one too. So, yeah, that's all right. Uh, put it this okay. way. I'm well down over the course of my punting career. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one, mate. I've had one. Americane. Americane. I got an Americane oh, a couple of years ago now, but got on Americane when it won the Melbourne Cup, and it paid juicy odds too. So that was a very, very good collect. The only collect I've ever collected from the TAB. I'm always donating, but how good. Before we get off to the uh, quick break, we're obviously struggling to get DK, but that's okay. Um, who are you on, Is in the cup? Are you on? Are you, have you got your eye on one now or not? Or you want uh, to wait? I'm struggling. Look, I, I haven't really picked one. I'm, pick, I'm not definitely not going to send a vice for two dollars thirty. So I'll go very elegant, Twilight, or somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. I might even take Davos one, Traley Rose. Like like you said, anything can win. So. Yeah, I'm not really on one yet. 